Thank you for listening to the Providence Podcast. For more information, please visit www.facebook.com slash P-M-B-C-K-Y or join us for one of our services. Well, this morning, uh, you can be turning in your Bibles to the book of Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. Friday was kind of an important day that we celebrate in our country, was it not? Veterans Day. Veterans Day. Two particular holidays that, that we consider uh, when we think about our, our military, Veterans Day and Memorial Day, right? Memorial Day being the day we celebrate those who paid the ultimate sacrifice for serving in our military and for protecting the freedoms that you and I have this very day. Veterans Day, we celebrate all branches of military, of service to our country and to the protection of our continued freedoms that we have and freedoms for other countries who have needed our support down through the years. Amen? So this morning, if you served in the military, would you please stand and be recognized in church this morning, please? If you served in the military, would you please stand? Amen. And we appreciate your service and care for your country and your fellow citizens. Now, let me ask you to do something else. If you related to someone... If you either are, were in the military, are in the military, or are, were related to somebody in the military, would you please stand? Why did I do that? Military has impacted every single one of us in this place. All of us. Even if you're not related, I guarantee you've got a neighbor who served. Aren't you thankful for those who protect our freedoms in this country? Listen, might not be a perfect country. There's no such thing until we go to heaven, amen? But I believe we still, still to this day, even with our flaws, live in the greatest country that ever was. And I'm thankful that I have freedom of speech, aren't you? I'm thankful that I have the right to bear arms, aren't you? Aren't you thankful that there is freedom of religion in this country? Amen. Let's pray together as we honor our veterans uh, this, this morning. Gracious Heavenly Father, we truly are appreciative of all of those who have served in our armed forces. Lord, there's things that go on even as I pray right now that we are unaware of where many a soldier puts themselves in harm's way to protect us and to protect others around this world, much less within the United States of America. Lord, thank you for each and every one who has served, those who gave their lives, those who are currently serving right now, those who have served, and for those who will, if time persists. Thank you, Lord, for these freedoms that we celebrate this day. 
And we pray this in the precious name of Jesus and the church said together, Amen. You may be seated. Galatians chapter 5, verse number 1, if you look in your Bibles with me, the Scripture says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Pray with me over God's Word. Father, we pray for your richest blessings upon the reading of your Word this morning. May Lord help me this morning speak the truths of your scriptures, that it might help all of us, encourage all of us, direct all of us, guide all of us, that lost may be saved, that saved may grow in righteousness and in holiness. And Lord, that you be glorified in the preaching, in the reading, in the hearing, in the believing, in the living of your holy word. And we pray this in Jesus' name, and amen. Does this quote sound familiar? And I quote from someone who believes this is what he said. Is life so dear or peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery? Forbid it, almighty God, I know not what course others may take. But as for me, give me liberty or give me death. Who said that? Anybody remember? Emily? Patrick Henry, March 23rd, 1775. That's been a few days ago. We blinked our eyes a time or two since then. Well, no, we haven't, but you know what I mean. In the founding of this country, Patrick Henry stood up and he said, look, and, and I, read, I read what was written, and, and it was a compilation. So this was not his actual letter, but this was a compilation from uh, uh, conversations of others that heard him give his speech. So this is the gist of what he was saying. And I read the entirety of it, which I don't have time to read with you this morning, but I read through that, and I remember him saying, in essence, I want to be respectful in the presence of all of you folks. But I've got something very important to say. And it might be contrary to what some of you might even believe or think. And he laid out his speech. And he basically said, we have got to take arms if we want to be free. So much so, to the end of his speech, he said, give me freedom. Liberty, give me freedom or give me death. What was he saying? I would rather be dead than to not have my independence. I'm thankful, church, let me say it again. I'm very thankful for all those lives that were taken so that I can enjoy the freedom that I have this day. It started then. It continues to this day. Freedom was earned, first of all, at a great price. 
at a great price. And there's another freedom that's earned. That or, No, there was another freedom that was given to us at a great price. You know what freedom I'm talking about? Freedom from sin and death. Amen, church? Freedom from sin and death. Paul saying here, chapter 5, verse 1, stand fast. What does that mean? It says, get ready, Brother Glenn. Dig your feet in. Brace yourself, Daryl. Right, church? Stand up. Get up. Get ready. Stand fast in the freedom, the liberty, the freedom wherewith I earned my salvation. Is that what it says, church? In which I gained my freedom. Is that what it says, church? What does it say? Stand fast in the liberty, the freedom wherewith who? Jesus Christ has made us what, church? Free. If you are saved, the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you, you are a free individual. Free from the destruction of sin and free from eternal separation of God Almighty. Isn't that something to be thankful for? And aren't you thankful that I can preach that very message in public, broadcasted, without persecution, imprisonment, risk of death, loss of life. I'm thankful for the freedoms that I have in this country, but more importantly, I'm thankful for the freedom that Jesus Christ gave me from the destructions of sin and eternal death. A price was paid in both situations. The freedom in this country and the price was paid on the cross for my sins on Calvary and your sins on Calvary that we might be free. Stand fast, Paul said, in that freedom which Christ has made us free. Jesus has given us freedom, church. And then I love this second part of this verse. And let me just say, I don't like... Other translations, what they use here. The King James Version says in the second part of this verse, and be not, what? Entangled again with the yoke of bondage, with slavery. Slavery being to sin and self, right? I love that word entangled. Anybody ever get entangled in something? Everybody get tangled up with something? Bobby, how many times you got tangled up in, in hay bale and string? Huh? Fishermen. All right, our fishermen. Don't you just love it when that thing backlashes on you and that tangle comes out of there? What do you have to do sometimes? Just put it down and go to the next reel. You have to deal with it later, right? Entangled. Tied up. Emily. Oh, she'll hug on me like a leech. Emily, I'm trying to get ready. Emily, right. Oh, but daddy. And then she, then she digs even harder, squeezing a little harder. Turn around and squeeze her and see what happens. 
right? To be restricted. That word entangled, tied up. Think of a fight. Think of a grudge match. To be entangled. To be bound. That means you didn't choose that situation. And yet we did. When we choose to live a life of sin. You don't want to be entangled. But you want to live in sin. Guess what? You're entangled. You're tied up. You've got a fight in your life. And there's not a single thing you can do about that to rip those tangles off. Brother Glenn. Can't do it. Other translations here say submit. I don't like that word in this scripture text. I like entangled because it's an all-out fight. That's what sin creates in us, a battle, a fight. Our scripture text this morning in Sunday school, we're to be quick to what? Huh? Slow to speak and slow to wrath. Quick to hear, slow to speak. Slow to wrath. Sin brings all sorts of fights and battles. And we'll, the harder we fight, the tighter the ropes get, Brother Darrell. You see the picture? I've heard of family members who've gone into a pond before. Got tangled up in barbed wire or fishing string or ropes or something that were in that pond. And the harder they fight, the tighter it gets. And then we hear about someone who's, who's passed away. That's the picture I see with this word in sin, folks. In sin. A fight that you fight with every breath in you and there's nothing you can do about it that's battle that's an entanglement that's what sin does to us but aren't you thankful aren't you thankful for the freedom that you have in Christ Jesus our Savior and our Lord it's not a fight we can win it's a fight we have to surrender ourselves to Jesus Christ put our faith in him and him alone he is the one who breaks off the entanglement. It's called redemption. He did that with his blood. Amen. He redeemed this church. And I'm thankful for it. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 2. Turn your Bibles quickly there with me if you would. Romans 8 and verse 2. The Bible says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. I'm no more entangled. I have a freedom that only Christ can give me. Only him. Only through him. 
because of him, I'm free. Ephesians, flip over there with me to chapter 1, verse number 7. The Bible says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, and according to the riches of his grace. Unmerited, unearned love for us has given us freedom from sin and death, church, through the blood that he shed for you and for me. Yes, freedom came at a price. But aren't you thankful that Jesus paid that price for you? I'm thankful he paid it for me because I couldn't pay for it myself. I couldn't pay for it myself. Romans chapter 3 verse 24, the Bible tells us there in the scripture text, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus through him alone, justified, declared free. I can't declare my freedom. My freedom in this country has been declared as a citizen of this country. I am a free man. You are a free man or free woman. Amen. But I can't justify my freedom from sin and death except through Jesus Christ. He is the one who's justified you and who has justified me. If we put our faith in him, aren't you thankful, church, that he paid that price on the cross? John 8, verse 36, if the Son therefore shall make you free, you are free. Indeed, there's no question about it. And there's a freedom, that freedom, the freedom that he gives us, we know when we are saved. We know the instant we believe in him and confess him as Savior and Lord. And the Holy Spirit begins to dwell inside of us. We sense and we know that freedom. That bondage, that entanglement, that burden of the sin that's on our lives is lifted when we put our faith in Him. Amen? What a blessing. What a blessing. And the Spirit of God lets us know it. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what church? Liberty, there's freedom, freedom, and that freedom certainly came at a precious price. But let me share this with you too. I have friends, know people who are not Baptists, who oftentimes look at the Baptists and say, once saved, always saved. Y'all believe once you put your faith in the Lord, then you can just live your life ever how you want to. You're saved. You're saved. That's not how it works, church. Amen? That's not how it works, church. Amen? Go back to Galatians chapter 5. Go back there with me. Galatians chapter 5. Same scripture text where Paul tells us we're free because of Jesus. But he also gives us some important instruction. Look with me in verse 13. The Bible says, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. We're called to the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh. But by love, serve one another. Isn't it interesting? The freedom that we have is a call to be a servant. 
That's no coincidence. That's part of God's plan. That's His will. That's in His purpose. And that's in His plan for each and every one of us as a child of God. We're free, yes. But Paul gives caution. Why? Some of those churches did some crazy things back in those days and times. And when I say the word churches, I use that word very liberally in that instance. There were some grotesque and disturbing things that transpired in what was called places of worship back in the Bible days. Amen? Paul was being very clear here. Yes, you're free. You're free from sin. You're free from death. No more entanglement. No more bondage. No more slavery to sin and death. But, but, be careful. Be responsible with that freedom that you've been given. And unfortunately, unfortunately, sometimes we live a life that says, I'm, I'm saved, I'm secure, therefore, I'll live the life I want to live, and I'll do the things that I want to do, and I'll be who I want to be, and I'll say what I want to say, and I'll drink what I want to drink, and I'll hurt who I want to hurt, and I'll cuss who I want to cuss, and I'll praise who I want to praise, and I'll serve who I want to serve, or not serve, or be served. And folks, that's not what God's called us to, not in the least. Not even near it. Freedom came at a price. Freedom has responsibility. Let me ask you something. What would happen if today it was declared this country was totally and completely free? Now, what do I mean by that? I mean no law, no restrictions. I'm talking everything and anything is free and legal. What would happen in two hours? It would be disaster. Now, you and I both know there are laws, there's regulations and things that we agree with. There are some things we don't agree with. We vote on those kinds of things. We have the freedom to write on the, uh, to vote on those regulations that are posed by our politicians, right? Heaven help us if this was truly free-free without responsibility, without regulation. We'd be in great trouble quickly. God's Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It gives me direction. It shows me things in life, Brother Troy, the paths that I need to take and some paths I don't need to go down. Amen? Freedom came at a price. Freedom has responsibility. As Paul tells us there in verse 13, you've been called unto this freedom, but only use it not for the occasion of the flesh. And then he calls us to action. Our military arms themselves. I remember when my daddy served in the army. He served two years. He was drafted. We don't even have a draft. You volunteer for our military. Isn't that something? He was drafted. When he finished his two years, then he did two more years of reserve. And I remember my daddy telling me, 
He was called to arms when he was in reserves. He thought, see, Daddy served in between the Korean War and the Vietnam War. So he thought he was going to have to go to Vietnam. They called his group. What did they have to do, Daryl? They had to get ready, geared up, armed up, ready to go. And he said, Trent, I, I, still, I don't know what happened. We were ready. We were ready to load, ready to get on the plane or ship and head out. And for whatever reason, we didn't have to go. In his case, it didn't happen. I know a lot of other people who did, don't you? Who served on foreign soil, who lost their lives, gave their lives. Many who came back, who to this day, if they're still alive, deal with post-traumatic stress disorder. Amen. A lot of struggles, a lot of pain, and a lot of care, even to this day, for those who have served. Paul calls us not only... Is that freedom, is there responsibility with that freedom? He says, be, beware, be careful of the flesh, that you don't take advantage of that freedom, but he calls us to action. We don't pick up a, a weapon and our military gear, we pick up the Word of God. Amen? And what does he call us to do? Love. Love one another. Care for people. Minister to people. Provide for people. James said what? Take care of the who? The fatherless and the widows. Those who couldn't care for themselves. We look for the opportunity to minister. It's a call to action. Our freedom is a call to action. Our freedom was paid for with a great price. With our freedom comes great responsibility in this country and spiritually speaking in our hearts and in our lives. Amen, church? In our hearts and in our lives. Second Timothy. Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 22. Here's a good way to remember it. Flee and follow. You say, Pastor... Well, that's just as contradictory as you could possibly say. Flee and follow. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. Flee youthful lusts. The flesh, right? But follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Out of a pure heart. The reason and the purpose behind what you do, do so with a pure heart. Avoid those things. That leads to a path of sin and destruction. The flesh. Youthful lusts. But follow God's righteousness. Follow in faith. Follow in love. Follow in peace. With those who call on the Lord. I can't do it by myself. You're the pastor. That's right I am. Can't do it by myself. I've got to do it with you. Those who call on the name of the Lord. Military doesn't do it with one individual. They do it with an army. Amen? The Word of God doesn't do it with one individual. He does it with an army. Soldiers of the Lord. Amen? In a spiritual battle. In a spiritual battle. 
Look at uh, Galatians chapter, uh, go back to Galatians chapter 5, verse 14. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, love your neighbor as yourself. You want to sum it up? Right there it is. Love your neighbor as yourself. Minister to those around us. Our freedom came at a great price. Our freedom in this country can't even begin. And I've looked, I've looked at different lists of the lives whose blood was shed throughout wars, throughout time. In both gaining our freedom in this country and preserving our freedom. Civil war is the bloodiest war we've ever been a part of. And you look at the thousands upon thousands upon thousands who paid the price for our freedom. I think about the thousands upon thousands and upon thousands who were ready to pay that price because they served. Knowing that very well could be them. But they served anyway in this country for your freedom and for mine. And I think about all of that bloodshed. And as thankful as I am and humbled as I am for that, don't want to show any disrespect whatsoever. But not an ounce of that blood can save you from your sin. Not a drop. It gave you freedom in this country, and you better be thankful for it and appreciate it. Amen? But it can't save your soul. There was but one bloodshed that gave us that. Jesus. Who loved his neighbor as himself. So much so he gave his life. For your neighbor. For me. And mine. Amen. Freedom comes at a price. Freedom has responsibility. And with our freedom is a call to action. Our action. Our action. Is to share the gospel. Amen, church. Our military still protects us. They're still called to that action. But you and I are called to preach and teach the gospel. This morning, are you entangled? Are you sitting here in this place thinking, Pastor, I'm the one. I'll be honest with you, preacher, I didn't even hear the rest of your sermon. I couldn't get off Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1. I know and without question, without shadow of a doubt in my mind, I am fighting and battling with sin and it just gets tighter and tighter the more I squirm and fight. Let me tell you how to break those entanglements. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Confess Him as Savior and Lord. He'll forgive you. And every bit of that yoke and that entanglement and that weight and that sin is forgiven and forgotten. Amen? If we are faithful, 1 John 1, 9, I, I, I lost my verse, I went blank. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He makes us clean, church. Thank you. Had a moment.
Your moment's right now. Right now is your moment. You're free in this country. You're free to get up and walk out of this place if you want to. You're free to stay. But if you're lost and you don't know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, you are not free as much freedom as you have in this country. You are not free. But Jesus paid that price for you. Will you commit your life to him today? Christian, maybe your entanglement's a little different. Maybe it's because you're not surrendering yourself to his will, to his plan, and to his purpose in your life. Maybe that's your entanglement. Is you just can't quite let go. Would you let go of it today? Rededicate your life. Commit yourself to serve him and to his plan and to his will and to his purpose for your life. Because he's got a great plan for you. And I'm thankful for the folks that I see in this church who are being obedient to him. I see your life being changed. And it's a blessing. It's a blessing. To witness it. To see and know what God is doing with you. John chapter 8 verse 32. The truth makes us free, doesn't it church? The truth makes us free. You go down to verse 36. The truth is Jesus Christ. It's the Son who makes us free. Our military has given us freedom in this country. Jesus Christ, Savior and Lord, makes us free from sin and death. Would you stand with me as our musicians come and this, this morning? If you feel led, please come to this altar. What God is leading you to do, may you be obedient in doing. Gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the Spirit in this place, for this service, and for this time that we've had together, Lord. Thank you for the price that you paid on the cross. Thank you, Lord, for those who paid the price of life so that I have the freedom that I have today. I can stand here and preach in public for people who have sacrificed their lives that I may maintain the freedoms that I have in this country. I'm thankful for that, Lord. I'm also thankful for redemption that comes through Jesus Christ. For as free as I am in this country, there is a greater freedom that I needed which is freedom from sin and death, and you saved my soul. I can take no credit for that. I can only thank you. So, Lord, this morning as we pray and as we close this service, I pray that if there be somebody here who needs to move, they'll move so that you can break off the entanglement that holds them. I pray that if there be someone here who just needs to come to this altar and just give you glory, Lord, touch them and bless them as they spend time in this altar. Lord, I pray for the Christian who is entangled with their own strong will that they might surrender it unto you and know the freedom that there is in serving you and loving neighbors as ourselves. 
in obedience to your commands, your will, your word. So, Lord, I pray we'll be obedient right now in this invitation. In Jesus' name, amen.